Hey, it's Jason with the Marketing Podcast Network. As a business-to-business marketer, your needs are unique. B2B buying cycles are long and your customers face incredibly complex decisions. Isn't it time you had a marketing platform built specifically for you? LinkedIn ads empower marketers with solutions for you and your customers. LinkedIn ads allow you to build the right relationships, drive results, and reach your customers in a respectful environment. On LinkedIn, you'll have direct access to and build relationships with decision makers. Of the 875 million users on the network, 180 million are senior-level executives, 10 million are C-level executives. You will also be able to drive results with targeting and measurement tools built specifically for B2B, and they work. Audiences exposed to brand messages on LinkedIn are six times more likely to convert. LinkedIn Ads is also ranked number one for security, community, and ad experience as part of Business Insider's Digital Trust Study. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash MPN and claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash MPN. Terms and conditions apply. Hey there, it's Jason Falls. If your company or maybe one of your clients sells to marketers, you look for advertising channels that guarantee business marketers are paying attention, right? Let me introduce you to the Marketing Podcast Network. You're listening to it right now. It's a network of podcasts all about marketing. So 100% of MPN's audience are marketers. Reach them by advertising on the Marketing Podcast Network. Learn more and find our media kit at marketingpodcasts.net. Today, I want to get into marketing strategies for 2023. We got different tiers of marketing I want to break down, and I think you should use all of these strategies to grow your show. That's I know in some of these videos or episodes, it's like you want to do part of it. I think if you do all of these things, it's no way your show can't grow. So try to implement them maybe one at a time, but I would say by the fourth, fifth month of the year, but by June, you definitely want to have this down where you have a machine running to promote your show consistently on all of these different levels. Let's get into it. So one of the more basic marketing strategies is having a good website. But I know that everybody uses like PodPage and your hosting website tells you they give you a a website for your podcast or whatever. I know a lot of that stuff is out there. But the truth is that's not going to get you the long-term SEO benefits of having a real website. Now this one, I would say in terms of difficulty, it's at medium because it depends on what you use. If you're going to set up a whole WordPress website, that's going to be stressful. That will be exhausting. It will be difficult unless you have experience in doing that. Even then it's going to still take you time. I would suggest that to make this easy, you go and you set up on Wix or Squarespace, even card. C-A-R-D, one of those platforms. Those are the easiest platforms to set up a blog right now. The easiest. And you don't need this big e-commerce store and all that. You don't need that. I suggest having a very simple website for your podcast where you can post blogs and you can easily be indexed on Google because the whole point of posting blogs is for Google to pick that content up. What you want long-term is for when somebody searches a specific keyword, you want them to, or even a phrase, You want your podcast to pop up on page one. That's happening for a lot of shows now, a lot of shows. And this is where we get the benefit as podcasters of long-term SEO. This is not the marketing strategy you implement now and you see the result the next day. That's not it. But I can guarantee within this three to six month time period, you start to see more traffic to your site and more of those people will become listeners of your show. I did this with the keyword personal branding and 
it's amazing how this stuff works because then you get more people that are trying to be a guest on your show. You get invited to more podcasts because they see your shows ranking really high on Google. You're now a thought leader in that space. And we overlook Google in terms of, you know, what it does for us as podcasters. Again, it's not going to be something where you get the result immediately. And that's probably why most people skip over it. But it's one of those that if you are patient and you put in the work, I guarantee you'll get the result. I guarantee it. Even if your content is bad, because you put out so much content, you're consistent, you're using the right keywords, you will see the benefits. I promise you. Now, this is a more advanced strategy. I think you should be using promotions with influencers. We often depend on our guests to do this for us. And that is dead. That whole strategy of, oh, get your guests to promote you, it's dead. The reality is guests don't see most podcasts they go on as value. I know a lot of people who now are spending $2,000, $3,000 a month to go on seven or eight podcasts and they don't promote any of them because their goal when they go on that show is to promote to your audience and that's it. They just want to get their name out there and they feel like if I go on enough podcasts, I'll be in enough places to where everybody will know me. They don't realize that that's not how it works. So when you send them content, you send them emails, you send them scripts and captions and templates and stuff to promote you, it kind of is a waste of time because they don't see it as valuable enough to promote it. They just don't. That's just the truth. And it's frustrating for us as podcasters because we do all the work, but that's just how they operate. So what I suggest is you actually collaborating with influencers, people who are putting out their own content, who are relevant on some platform in your space, work with them to promote you. I'm working with founders right now to promote my other show, Founders Success Methods. It's a show for startup founders and people that are building their own companies and just want to learn about the startup world. I'm working with founders to do that. I don't want to depend on some business owner who came on the show as a guest and some founder who made a ton of money or sold their company or whatever. That's a great guest. That's great content. But in terms of promotion to reach more founders, that just wouldn't be the best strategy. And that's the truth is sometimes the founders or the founders, sometimes the guests we look to to promote us wouldn't even be the best for, that's just the truth. For example, on founder success methods, I have an interview set up with a founder who sold one of his companies for $5 million. It's, it's a great story and a great example based on the topic of exiting. This is a successful exit. This is what it looks like. Amazing episode, right? That same episode, that same piece of content, it's not the kind of content that person will go and promote because there is not necessarily people that want to buy startups or sell startups or that are in the startup world. So I can't expect the guests to get, then go and promote that. Now, if they want to, that's great. But I think we as hosts need to stop expecting that from our guests. This is what you do. You find influencers on the main platform that you use that are in your space and they share content consistently. Then you want to barter a deal. Hey, I can promote what you're doing, like your newsletter or your blog or your podcast or your YouTube channel. If you promote mine, these promotion swaps are way better than just expecting your guests to promote you because now the person on the other side has something to lose. They want to gain something and you can give them that. When it comes to this influencer strategy, I'll say this is on a more advanced, like the difficulty here is higher because you need to make sure that you're in the right position to do this. Your podcast has to have a consistent flow of content. You need to have the high tier guest. You need to have a decent sized audience, like a respectable audience. If it's just a couple of people listening in a week, I'm sorry, it's going to be very difficult. So you have to have some cachet built up to where 
you have more credit. Like you just have to have more of that because that's going to build that trust. So this one is more advanced. I think this is a strategy you implement three months into next year. Now, the next strategy is doing giveaways. I think giveaways are amazing, man, because you can give away so much stuff. You can do a giveaway for software, for products, for services. You can give away literally anything. I think even if you don't have anything to give away, you can still do a giveaway. And this is what I mean. If you don't have anything to give away, what you can do is find, let's say, three of the top tools people in your market use, right? Then what you do, you go to all of them and say, hey, I have an audience of X amount of people. I'm going to promote your product in a giveaway with a bunch of other products. So it'd be great if I can get a promo code from you. Now, if you can get a promo code, you can promote that promotional code to your audience. Hey, we're doing a giveaway on these three tools to do this or this or that for your business. Perfect. And now think about the value of that. When people are listening to your show and they're saying, oh, he's doing a giveaway on that and that, I've been, I thought about getting one of those. For example, for me, if I did a giveaway on microphones on the Pod Central podcast where podcasters are listening, that's a perfect giveaway. Now, again, that requires me spending money, but let's just say I did it for software, for my software, Pod Central, and Castosity, and maybe some you save money on a hosting or something like that. That's perfect. Now, when you put all of that together, that's a pretty sweet offer. And then you tell people what they have to do to get it and all of that stuff. Pretty simple. But I think giveaways are a huge way to increase the vir virality of your show. And it doesn't matter who you are. Everybody can do a giveaway. Like, you don't need to have anything. All you need to know is what people want and find a way to package it up and then offer it to them. And say, hey, subscribe to the show and or follow the show share here and follow us on this platform and do this, do that. And then we'll take care of you like this. If you win the giveaway, simple, that is pretty simple to execute this one. I would say this is more of a medium tier. It does take work to set it up. And there's some software solutions you can use like viral loops. And that's a good one. And there's a ton of just giveaway tools. Like, but I think the hardest part is figuring out what your audience wants and what you can give away if you don't have a product or a service. For me, it's easy. I can always do a giveaway of a free month of my software. Always. I would say if you aren't going to spend money, it's always going to be an uphill battle. But if you want to spend money, if you have that budget of like even a hundred bucks, that can go a long way, a long way. Like for me, if I want to get give away this microphone, it'd be $300. That's actually worth it to me. If I get six people to sign up to pod central i've made that 300 back so i'm not really that mad you know what i'm saying i'm not that mad at that but you got to figure out what you want to give away figure out what your audience wants and then you can execute now the next one this one right here is really controversial this is really controversial but i think everybody should do it local events local events and i want to say this the difficulty here is at the medium scale because again it depends on how you execute if you want to have the big local event where you're at the local convention center and it's a thousand plus people, that's difficult. But if you say, hey, I'm going to do a meetup twice a month at the coffee shop over here and their meeting area, or I'm going to do a dinner with my community once a month, that's only 12 times a year. That's not a lot. Pretty simple. That's on the easy scale. One thing you got to understand about events like this, they do not have to be big. And in fact, I would argue it's better if they're not. If you have events locally, it'd be way better if you have five or six people there. That's perfect. That is ideal because then you start to build relationships with those people. Those people are the ones who then go and grow your show. 
They're the ones who become brand ambassadors for you. They sing your praises. Oh my God, this, he's so great. The show is so great. I learned this and I learned that. I met this person. I met that person. It's amazing. I believe that's the best thing you can do. If you want to grow a show where you have a community attached, do local events. It could be something simple like local meetups. You can start virtually if you want to. I don't think you should stay virtual because I think that it can remove the personalization of it. So I think virtual is great to start. But long term, you want to have something like in person. Like, yeah, I'll tell you my strategy because it's snowing here a lot in Seattle. And it's not like we're in Toronto where snow is like an everyday thing and people operate. So if I were to say right now, hey, I'm having this meetup because it's snowing, most people aren't going to show. Simple. So I'm doing virtual stuff now. So that in a couple months, February, March rolls around, it starts to warm back up a bit. That's when, okay, hey, we're doing our local meetups at this restaurant. It's free. That's nothing I should address. It's pricing. I don't think you should charge. I do not think you should charge for these meetups because you want to either do it as a networking thing where people are meeting other, or, and this is an option, or you do it where it's like a learning opportunity. Because if, again, if you sell products and services, it's way better to do it for free because all of those people that come there and learn from you, they're going to be lined up to buy from you because you gave them value first, actually giving them value. And I've done this. I've done this at local libraries before COVID started. I was doing this all the time. And again, I know it works because people want to connect in person like that. We'll never stop that as much as zoom makes how many users they have. We still want to meet in person and connect with people in the flesh. So Local events are amazing. It's a great idea to market a podcast. I would say name the event after your show. Like for me, it's just Pod Central Meetup. People know this is Pod Podcast Central. Pretty basic. That's the mindset I want you to have is okay, this is about podcasting. And you can even have themes for it. Okay, the theme of this month is this, and the theme of this month is that. You can do it however you want to. I just think meetups are a key way to grow. The last thing you got to do, if you haven't listened to my last two episodes about getting on YouTube, YouTube, you need to go watch both of those videos because YouTube is going to change podcasting forever. All of the podcasters out there that don't make money. YouTube is a place where you go if you want to be profitable. They have pay paid out more in creator funds than any other platform. It's just that's just reality. I'm shifting from a podcaster to more of a YouTuber in 2023. I have three channels set up already. Just because I know where I'm going with this, the trajectory. The truth is I made money as a podcaster, which I believe to be top tier for somebody that's not a celebrity, isn't a retired athlete, hasn't been all on a red carpet, like, and is not willing to compromise integrity just to go viral. I think, and I truly believe this, most podcasters are going to continue with that uphill battle until they get the right marketing strategies and a monetization plan that just that's my belief the way you can avoid being stuck in that rat race to be profitable for a year and a half is to get on youtube and i can say this to somebody that has gotten a ton of shows sponsored launched a ton of shows i have to be honest and say youtube monetization is gonna work it's gonna work because now they're shifting to focus more on podcasts and if you can present the content right and if it's even decent you got a chance get a couple 10,000 views a video, you start making five, 600 bucks, thousand dollars a month from your YouTube channel. You get sponsors and stuff. You can still have the podcast going.
still. So I'm just saying YouTube is one of the best things happening for podcasters right now. And a lot of people don't agree with that or whatever, because they're like the podcast purists is what I call them, where they're like, oh, if you do video, then you're a YouTube. You're not a podcaster. You can call it what you want. You call it what you want. I'm still going to connect with my audience, put out great content and generate revenue. That's what I care about is actually helping my people and getting paid. Simple as that. YouTube is going to be an amazing place to do that in 2023 and beyond. So that's the breakdown, man. All five of those strategies. And again, they're all, some of them are difficult. Some are easy. Implement one at a time. Matter of fact, you could do this. You can implement one at a time, like once per month. Like how hard is that, man? It's so easy. Every month you add in a new marketing strategy, you're going to be consistent with one month. It's events. Once your events are up and going, then you add in the influencers. It's a simple, simple way, very simple way to grow your show. This is how you build that community, that connection to your people. You want to monetize? What easier way to monetize than to actually put out good content people care about and connect with them where they are? This is how you get there. So I'm excited for it, man. I'm looking forward to next year as a podcaster slash YouTuber. You can call me what you want. Just make sure you spell my name. I don't care. We go into next year with a success strategy. You also need to use Pod Central because this is the only platform set up to help you with all the planning and organizing of interviews and a checklist for you when you can work with your team and organize all your content in one place. Pod Central is it. You can go in there and make workflows of all the stuff that needs to be done for your episode and for YouTube, all of it, all in one place. So make sure you check it out. It's linked down in the description box down below. Follow me on Twitter. Let's connect on there at Chris Podcasting. Send me your show so I can check it out. I'll see you next time. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Dave Delaney hosts a great podcast called The Nice Podcast. Dave, tell us what these fine folks will get out of listening. Thanks for asking. Uh, the Nice Podcast is all about helping leaders improve the way they communicate with their team members, with their prospects, with their colleagues, everybody. So that's what it's all about. Amazing. Where can people subscribe? The places that you subscribe to podcasts normally, um, but you can also find the show at marketingpodcast.net, of course, and you can also visit nicepodcast.co. You heard him, folks. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.